speaks the word, he'll give his angels charge over you. Amen? That is our portion. Like I said, that's what we're supposed to experience as believers. I got a testimony um, from Calvert. About three weeks ago, sometime me and Cheryl, we'll get to uh, Calvert a little early, and I uh, get a chance to ride around uh, before the service starts. And so um, me and a, a member, we uh, just started riding around. Cheryl was at the church getting everything together. He was riding around, and he says, uh, Pastor, would you mind stopping by my mother's house and praying with her? She's been having some health challenges, and I, 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 I think she'd like if you came by. Uh, she's, she's been to our church. She's visited our church before. So I said, yeah, sure, no doubt, man. Let's go over there and we'll pray for her. So uh, went in there, and she'd been battling cancer. You know, she'd been experiencing uh, difficulty with that disease. And so she, uh, when we went in there, I asked her, I said, do you believe God can do it? She said, yeah, Pastor, I believe, I believe he can do it. I said, well, we're going to pray. And uh, you believe you receive. Because she was not going to say she didn't attend our church before. She know we teach faith over there, right? I say we teach faith at the All Praise Center. Amen? Anyway, um, so we laid hands on her and cursed that cancer. And, you know, blessed her. And, you know, just went on to church. Well, uh, that was three weeks ago. And her son came to church Sunday and he says, Pastor, uh, mom went to MD Anderson for her checkup on this cancer thing, and she's completely healed of cancer. <laughs> cancer completely gone. They couldn't find no cancer. Give God praise. Amen. 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 I just want to give you that testimony. God is doing miracles in Cyprus, and He's doing miracles in Calvin. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, tonight's lesson is a continuation of something I taught uh, April the 8th, which was the start of Passover. And I didn't really get to finish it. I kind of got halfway through it and was able to get halfway through it. But I want to add to that teaching tonight, and I know I'm not going to be able to finish it up, because it's a very in, uh, extensive teaching, but um, you know we preach on Passover in some aspects in every sermon. I do anyway. You know, talking about deliverance, and so I just want to pray that God would uh, give us divine revelation tonight concerning this subject matter. Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. There's no way that I can teach this lesson without the assistance of the Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that you'll breathe on this message and breathe on this preacher and breathe on your people tonight. Cause us to receive divine understanding. But I pray above all, Father God, that you may be glorified and Jesus would be revealed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Exodus chapter 12 is where I want to begin tonight. 
Exodus chapter 12, verse 3. God speaking here. He says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel. I like the way God starts that. Notice that's all inclusive. He says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel. In other words, the things that God is about to say is for every covenant person. He says here, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. A lamb for a house. In other words, God was saying this, and he's saying this to us tonight. Every believer has covenant access to all the promises in Christ. Oh, you got to hear me. Every believer has covenant access to every promise from Genesis to Revelation. It's all inclusive. God's not holding anybody back. He wants every one of us to walk in the fullness of this covenant. So he tells Israel, a lamb for a house. He's talking to us tonight, telling us a blessing for every house. Every person under the sound of my voice. Everyone who's watching online tonight. God wants to bless you. He wants you to experience the Passover blessing. Fullness of it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. God is not holding anything back. I think a lot of times we don't receive because we don't have a real expectation. We don't have a real understanding of the willingness of God to deliver us. Every single time. It says here in 1 Corinthians 5 and 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Christ, our Passover. We have to make it personal. All of the finished work of the cross, listen to me now, has to become personal. You got to believe that he bore the entire curse for you. Adam's curse has been borne by Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb. Everything that was manifested through Adam's disobedience has been eradicated completely, entirely by the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. And that blessing, that portion, it belongs to each and every one of us collectively. All we have to do is reach out by faith, And believe it and receive it. 
So I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe it may be sickness. Maybe it may be financial problem. Maybe it may be uh, family problem. I don't know what it is. Depression. I don't know what it is. But God has a deliverance for you tonight if you'll believe it. If you'll believe that the entire curse was taken on by Jesus Christ. You don't have to carry it. Jesus has carried it for you. Romans chapter 1. Let's go there. Romans chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. Paul writes, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The word gospel, obviously, y'all know what that means. It means good news. Of the gospel of Christ. The word Christ means the anointed one. I'm not ashamed of the good news of the anointed one. For it is the power of God. If you want to connect with the power of God, you got to connect with the gospel of God. The Bible says that it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of Christ brings salvation, which is deliverance, which is freedom from any bondage that the curse may try to put on you. You got you to believe that tonight, that God's not willing that any of his covenant people experience bondage in their Christian journey. The salvation and deliverance brings transformation. Transforms us when we believe it. And it brings total redemption. So you and I have been placed in a position of divine blessing because of the Passover lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. The only reason that we would not experience the manifestation of that redemption is, first of all, if we don't know about it. Secondly, if we don't believe it when it's preached. So tonight what God wants to do, he wants to rid us of unbelief. Passover power must be based on the word of God. And only on the word. In order to receive power over the curse. I'm going to say that again. Passover power must be based on what's written. In order to receive power over the curse that Satan will try to keep uh, put on your life. Man's tradition and man-made religion will not produce God's freedom. 
That's why we have to separate ourselves in terms of being people only of the word. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's our calling. That's what God expects. In order for us to experience the table of the Lord, we got to sit down and eat what the Lord prepares for us. And what I'm talking about tonight is the Word of God and the Word of God only. The deliverance that you need and that I need is found in the truth. Jesus said you know the truth, and the truth that you know, it'll make you free. Not the truth that Bill knows. The truth that Bill knows will do Bill good. But it's the truth that you know, the truth that you have gleaned from the Word of God. The truth that you have allowed the Holy Spirit to become made real to you, that's what's going to set you free. So let's get into the Word tonight. Let's allow God access to our hearts to root out any unbelief or anything that would hinder us from experiencing the fullness of this gospel. Galatians 3.13, if I could. The anointed one that's talking about Jesus, has redeemed us. Somebody say me. See, again, you have to make it personal. You got to say, I've been redeemed. That redemption is mine. Not, when, not just when I get to heaven, but I can experience it now on the earth where the curse is. How many of y'all know there's no curse in heaven? <laughs> the curse is here down here on the earth. The devil is down here on the earth. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse that's in the earth today. The coronavirus, that's that's part of the curse. We've been redeemed from that. Diabetes, heart disease, all of those things, that's part of the curse that came into the world. And the Bible says we have been redeemed from that. We got to believe it, though. We can't let anybody talk us out of it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Of course, the next verse says that, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith. Galatians 5 and 1, if I could. I don't think I got it in my notes, but I want to go there. Galatians 5 and 1. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. So the Bible tells me that even though I've been redeemed, I must take a stand. I got to stand in that liberty. I got to stand, listen to me now, in the finished work of Christ. And I have to believe that he bore all my sickness, 
all my poverty, all my depression, I got to believe that I've been liberated forever from those things. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So God doesn't want us to be entangled with the yoke of Adam's curse anymore. Since he has set us free. He has taken the time to set us free. He has shed his own blood. How many of y'all know the blood that was shed on, on the cross was God's own blood? You know, it took me years to really get a revelation of that in terms of that being God's blood. I, I knew it was Jesus' blood, but it's God's blood. God's own blood delivered us. And he has bought liberty to each and every one of us through the finished work of that cross. But we have to reckon ourselves delivered. Even when the curse tries to entangle us, we have to know that we have, we have been freed from its chains and demand our freedom. The devil's not just going to leave you alone because it's the right thing to do. You got to demand your freedom. You got to submit yourself to this word. Resist the devil. And then the Bible says, then and only then will he flee. So that's something that we have to do in terms, God's done the hard work. All we have to do is enforce it. Hallelujah. Submit yourself to the word of God, the word of liberty. Resist the enemy when he tries to bring the curse into your life. Let him know that that's not your portion. And the Bible says when you do that, every single time, he'll flee. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's go there. All these scriptures y'all know. Y'all Holy Ghost folk. Y'all already know this. But what sometimes what God has to do, he has to remind us of some of these things in the midst of the battle. You know, one of the things I believe that kind of cripples us as believers is that we have an identity crisis. Not at this church, but at other churches. Because Pastor Goodluck teaches faith. But uh, I would say probably like 70% of the church evangelical church have an identity crisis. They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't. The traditions of man, religious teaching, have separated them from who they truly have been made into being. The Bible says here in verse 17 of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is. A new creature. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. God, through the blood of Christ, has made us new creatures. When I first started attending this church a number of years ago, Pastor Goodluck would, would coin this phrase, and I adopted it. And he says, 
you're not ordinary anymore. Amen? Once you come into Christ, you're no longer ordinary. And we aren't. We're, we're simply not ordinary anymore. We're not subject to the things that the people in the world are subject to anymore. We're just not. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things in terms of new covenant relationship have become new. Healing belongs to me. Deliverance belongs to me. Sanctification belongs to me. I'm the head and not the tail. Above only, never beneath. That's my portion. You got to believe it's your portion. God never intended us ever, 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 ever to be defeated. We scale back a lot of times our expectations. God wants us to have a full expectation. Not saying we're not going to have battles, because we are. We're going to have battles, no doubt about it. The battles cease when you get to heaven. Here on earth, we got enemy, and we're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. But that does not mean that God doesn't want us to win every battle. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, Where is the disconnect then? Why do we see so many Christians, even though all these things are true, why do we see so many Christians being defeated by life? Being defeated by the onslaught of the enemy? When it's it's clear through the word of God that we're more than conquerors. That we triumph every single time in Christ. Where is the disconnect? I'm going to show you here. It's in Romans chapter 12. Verse 2. The Bible says, Be not conformed to this world. Don't think like the world. Don't live like the world. Don't act like the world. Don't adopt their culture. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, we cannot skip the process of mind renewal. (laughs) So much of the time... That's what believers want to do. They want to skip the process of mind renewal. We're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, but we think that, well, that's all I need. No, I need to educate my soul where the Word of God is concerned. I must allow the Holy Spirit to take me to fake school through the Word of God. I must renew my mind. I got to begin to think Like he thinks. The Bible says that you and I have the mind of Christ. We can think his thoughts. We can do his works. Because he said we could. Y'all forgot about that scripture? The works that I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do. Because I've gone to the Father. See, we can, we can do the works, 
But we have to renew our minds to think like he thought when he walked the earth. He knew who he was. (laughs) He studied the scriptures. He found out what the word of God had to say about him. And he acted on it. Hallelujah. Mind renewal is something that the child of God has got to do. That's why I love this church here. Got so many great teachers in this church. I haven't been here in a number of years on Sunday, but I know they have their Bible classes, right? Y'all see our Bible classes, right? Take advantage of those. Take advantage of those Bible classes, these, these anointed teachers here. Don't let the devil keep you in bed. Get up on them early and get to those Bible classes. I remember, I remember when we was uh, at the old church over here. We had those trailers over there, right? Man, I used to have a good time off in those Bible classes. Get up early. Whoever was teaching, I was there, man, because I knew I needed it. I had things going on in my life. I needed, I knew the only way I was going to get delivered was by the word. And so I was there, man. I was eating off of their plate, whoever was teaching. I wanted it because I knew that in order for me to go to the next level, I need the word. We need the word. Mind renewal, we cannot neglect it. Joshua chapter 1. Scripture says, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, God said you got to learn to speak the word. But you can't speak the word if you don't know the word. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. I ain't getting too many. In order for you to speak the word under pressure, you got to know the word. <laughs> this book of the law shall not depart out of, my, out of your mouth, but thou shalt what? Meditate therein. When? Day and night. Yeah. That's the disconnect, right? We got to become hungry for the word. Oh, God, give us our divine hunger for your word. That is where the victory lies. In the meditation of truth, the enemy has been really good at causing us to meditate on lies. Every time you turn on the TV, he got a new lie. He got a new something for you to meditate on that will produce what? The spirit of fear. That, by the way, disconnects us from the blessings of the covenant. So God says, I want you to meditate day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you're going to make your way prosperous. And then you're going to have good success. No meditation, no success. (laughs) That's pretty simple, isn't it? No word ingested on a regular basis, no success. If you want to guarantee defeating your life, neglect this. 
Yeah. So this is important. This is important. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 8. I think I'm going to stay in Hebrews for a good bit the rest of this uh, session. Oh, my God. Thank you. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. The Bible says, but now had he obtained a more excellent ministry. That's talking about Jesus. That's talking about the ministry that he holds right now. But now had he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, a mediator, the go-between, which was established upon better promises. I don't have a whole lot of time to teach on that, but just understand this. The covenant that we have is a better covenant than they had in the old covenant. Listen to me now. The covenant that we have access to is a better covenant than the one David had access to. The giant killer, yeah? Y'all remember the giant killer, David? The covenant that we have is a better covenant than the one he lived under. The covenant that we have is a more powerful covenant than Elijah had. Y'all remember him, right? The rainmaker? Yeah. The one who would call fire to come down? Yeah, the covenant that we got is better than what he had. It's better than Elisha. It's better than Samuel's, the kingmaker. It's better than Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and Joshua. If it's better, what's going on with us? <laughs> I mean, we're not seeing the manifestation that they're seeing, that they saw, excuse me. The reason why I really believe is because there's a disconnect in terms of us believing that God would be that good to us. We just kind of allow the enemy to steal from us. Now, the reason that it's a better covenant is because the lamb is our great high priest. That's why. They didn't have has their great high priest, Jesus Christ. This has to be real to you, by the way. You have to believe, you have to understand that right now, his ministry is alive and well at the right hand of God. Eight and one, if I could. Now, of the things which we have spoken of, this is the sum, or this is the summation. This is what it all boils down to. 
We have such a high priest who is set at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. <laughs> That's talking about Jesus. See, David didn't have Jesus as his high priest. And we do. Think about this. David did not have Jesus interceding for them, for him. And we do. Moses didn't have Jesus as his great high priest. He didn't have Jesus praying for him. That's what a mediator does. He intercedes for you and I. Here's the thing. If you don't know that he's interceding for you, guess what? You won't receive the blessing of the, pra- of the prayers that he prays. Because a lot, of, a lot of believers don't even know that that's part of his ministry for them right now. So he's praying, God Almighty is praying for you right now. Jesus is God, right? So he's praying for you and I. He's standing in the gap for you and I. Wanting you to experience your destiny in Christ. Running out of time. 9 and 11. Hebrews 9 and 11. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. See, if we're going to flow with God, we got to learn to flow with him in the spirit. You got to understand that these things are real that I'm talking about tonight in heaven. You got to understand that the tabernacle of God is real and that the throne room of God is real. And that Jesus lives in that throne room. Verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and of calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place. Having obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. So the redemption that we have received, the Bible says, it's eternal And we have access to the benefits of it. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkleth the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your your conscience from dead works, to serve the living God. So again, in your study of the Word of God, because I really don't have time to really break all that down, but in your study to the Word of God, in the, in the Word of God, ask God, and He'll do it, ask Him to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. To open the eyes of your understanding so that you can see the reality of the finished work of Christ and that you can... You can go into the very throne room of God 
by faith and see the, the blood of Jesus on the mercy seat. When you begin to see that by faith, you begin to understand that no devil in hell can ever stop you. Because the blood of God is in heaven, representing you there. Verse 24. The Holy Spirit trying to paint a picture for us. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands which are the figures of the truth. But the Bible says, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God. Again, what God, I really believe what God wants us to see tonight is the divine activity that's going on in heaven on a moment-by-moment basis for us. Because when we begin to see that, we begin to understand that we cannot be defeated. Nothing can, be, can, can defeat us. Sickness and disease cannot defeat us because of what's going on in heaven. Hebrews chapter 10. And by the way, study these, if you're going to say, study these scriptures. Kind of hard for me to just teach on them line upon line. But study these scriptures for yourself and let them get down into your spirit. It says here in verse 10, chapter 10, by, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. That's talking about the old covenant sacrifices. But verse 12 says, but this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From henceforth expect until his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he had perfected forever. Somebody say forever. Them that are sanctified. So, has, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close. What God wants you to see tonight is that Jesus' ministry at the right hand of God has the Lamb of God is active and alive today. He's seated at the right hand of authority. And what you have to understand is that you're seated with him. God sees you there. You are one with Christ tonight. Everything that belongs to him belongs to you. We got to believe the word. The scripture says we're joined as with Christ. In other words, his inheritance is my inheritance. His position at the right hand of God is my position at the right hand of God. The Bible says we've been raised up together with him and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. How can I be defeated then? How can the beggarly elements of this world ever defeat the child of God if we have been raised up to this lofty position?
That's our, that's our portion. We must receive it. We must believe it. We must be willing to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Yeah. I ain't running from the devil no more. I done made up my mind. I'm not running from him anymore. He's running from me in Jesus' name. It's over. And it's non-negotiable. Hallelujah. We're not negotiating about this no more. this, This is the truth, and I believe in the truth. Stand to your feet tonight. We got to position ourselves so that the showers of blessing that the Bible talk about, we can experience them. Father God, we thank you tonight. For the divine grace of God. Father, we know that all of these things are ours because of grace and mercy. We don't deserve them in ourselves, but Jesus does. And we worship him tonight. We worship you tonight. And we thank you, Lord. All that you have done, all of your finished work, Jesus. We praise you and give you the glory. Making a decision tonight, Lord, to experience those things that have been freely given to us in him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah, we pray. Lord, we praise you. Hey! We do praise you tonight, Lord. We bless you tonight. We thank you tonight. You're marvelous, hallelujah. You're wonderful, hallelujah. Oh, worship him tonight. Worship him tonight. I say, worship him tonight. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We just want to give him praise tonight and thank him for his delivering power. You're dismissed. Amen.